0: Welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club, where cozy mysteries are celebrated 24 7. This podcast episode features our previous live stream discussion of Class Reunions Are Murder by Libby Klein. Hosted by yours truly, Angela Maria Hart, aka Writer A. Hart across Platforms, and our special guest for the night, Jeannie Epstein. You can follow Jeannie on Twitter at Jeannie G E A N N E Epst E P S T Jeannie Epst. Every month, a sleuther from our book club joins me to discuss our latest read. Jeannie was our special September guest host. I hope you enjoy our discussion of Class Reunions or Murder, which originally aired on YouTube September twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Hey, we're live. Hopefully, <laughs> hello, hi, friends. How are you? Hi, everybody. As I look down. I told you guys, Max is going to be joining us. The little fluffy puppy is down on the lap. Okay. Oh, echoing. My first thought was like, please, technology, don't do this tonight. <laughs> we have too much to talk about when it comes to this book. Yes. Which just happens to be Class Reunions Are Murdered by Libby Klein. And everyone seems to have so much to talk about. So I'm looking forward to this. How about you? 100%. I don't know about
1: you guys, but there were a lot of characters in this book. And I had to write a cheat sheet for myself on the side of my computer. So I keep remember everybody's names.
0: Oh, my goodness. There were, there were a lot of characters. And then there was Kristen and Kimmy. And then at one point, there was a Kelly, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Oh, my goodness. All the comments are just pouring in. This is so crazy. You guys are amazing. Yes. Hi. I, okay. So you want to say hi to everybody? This is Max. <laughs> He's no Pharaoh. <laughs> So yeah, I got confused with Kristen and I think it was Kimmy. I think that was who it was because yeah. there was the pregnant wife who obviously had a story that we're going to have to talk about at some point. And then there was the campaign woman. So it took me a little while right. before I realized who was who. So I think having a cheat sheet was a very good idea. Yeah, I I
1: definitely needed one because I had to in fact go back and like thumb through the book. And
0: I mean, I have to, yeah. It took me a few minutes, too, because we don't really get into the murder until later. So I'm kind of going, OK, we're meeting all these people and, you know, they're going to come back around and be the suspect. So right. <laughs> you kind of had to pay attention beforehand. Right.
1: To <laughs> listen to the audio book. I bet that was really a really fun book to listen to on audio.
0: I listen to the audio. I actually I always buy I swear every book of the month. I must help the publishing industry because I always get the paperback, the ebook, and the audio. <laughs> Wow, that is commitment. <laughs> I, I, I really do. I, when I, when it comes to book club reads, I am 110% there for them. And so I listened to the audio and I always try and go through the book club reads closer to the live stream date because there's usually so many names or details and I want to have them as fresh in my mind as possible. And so mm-hmm. I just listened to the audio yesterday after I'd done the ebook. And that woman, I forget her name on the top of my head. She's phenomenal. She's able... <laughs> She's able to do the different voices. And then the way she kind of places emphasis for the jokes, like she knows how to oh, land the punchline, which is oh. such a thing with this book, because pretty much every other line has a sort of joke or comic, or, you know, comedic moments. So I give her a lot of credit for that. So I'm curious who else, re- you know, listen to the audio, I was gonna say read the audio, but kind of counts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same thing it's always so great when you have a narrator who really nails it it really makes the book come to life for you
0: <laughs> oh yeah so other people are talking about the audiobook okay nice. krista you liked it and then oh you guys max yes he is i'm biased though i'm, I'm the mom so i have to say he's adorable <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah other people have been saying once they started reading book one I think that there's at least six Luthers now from the book club read Mm who started with book one and are already on, you know, book two, three, and four. So, Bookster, you are right there. I'm impressed. This was one of the comments that I myself had in my notes for tonight, as I'm wondering where my notebook ended up because the dog took over. (laughs) (laughs) Max. He's looking at me like, is this my treat? I'm like, no, this is my notebook for tonight. So I think this is probably my biggest comment. And I'm kind of glad to see someone else picked up on it too as he's like climbing all over me so I was kind of wondering about that myself having like the chiclet components because the body doesn't drop until the 33 percent mark so I was kind of curious what y'all thought about that because we definitely have the backstory leading up to the mystery and the backstory to me had that kind of Meg Cabot Stephanie Plum sort of feel which isn't a bad thing but it was just a little different than the typical cozy Mm -hmm. that's true I'm actually, I'm a little bit torn about this book.
1: I mostly, mostly liked it. And there were so many really fun moments that I loved, but there were some moments where I was like, really, are we doing this? And that bothered me a little bit, took me out of the book.
0: I see. So that was one of the things I saw, I think it was a lot on Instagram. I posted the, the question of, is there anything you want to talk about the book specifically in regards to the live stream? And I want to say probably out of the 20 comments I got, Pretty much like 18 of them were positive. And then there was only like two or three, you know, twenty twenty one comments like that were saying this wasn't a book for me. So this Mm -hmm. book, I feel like was either a hit or miss. So, But it seems like for a lot of people, it was a hit. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, what kind of captivated people was it? Or like, what was it that you kind of were going, oh, you know, this was, you know, probably for someone else. But I kind of think I have an idea because there was some pretty horrible characters here. Amber, thank you. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, there were a
1: couple of times in the book for me, probably more than a couple, that gave me pause about how the characters were reacting to things and others around them that my left-wing liberal self was not down with, quite frankly. That's just me, though. I still enjoyed the friendship aspect. I really liked revisiting kind of the high school and sort of realizing that sometimes high school never leaves you. You know, you still have some of the same relationship issues, and also the friendships that were really great. The woman who stood behind Poppy and really cheered her on. So I, I really like that aspect.
0: I mean, I think Sawyer is probably the number one friend doing that for her. I oh, have to yeah. admit, I posted for the polls of YouTube. This is the first time I've done it, posting the actual, like, is it five star, four star? So you guys can vote which ones you liked most. So over there, and then probably in the next couple of minutes, I'll And the poll this way, it will be archived there. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of understand exactly the self-loathing comments that people were mentioning. I was crying at the beginning of this book, because for Mm -hmm. me, it was very emotional with the husband passing. I was really sad. I was, that's not the typical cozy, especially like crying near the beginning of the book. If you don't, I don't know, for me, I just got really emotional (laughs) with the loss of the husband at the beginning, like I was full on legit crying. And so I understand the part about going into the depression and gaining a lot of weight. But I almost feel as if she should have kept it in perspective going like, I just lost my husband. Like, I went through a bad time. This isn't how I always am. You know, the last six months have been hard. Like, i been kind of more understanding to herself. Like, she was so hard on herself. And that was really hard because it was throughout the entirety of the book. So, and and if you yourself as a reader, are I couldn't figure out her size for the longest time. Because at one point, it was like, size 12, size 14. And then one time she says her size 18, but, and I was like, okay, so she's a size 18. So I'm like, if you as a reader are size 18 or larger, and she's putting herself down like that, it right. could be a little bit hard. I mean, that was, that was, it had its moments when she was like, I look like I escaped from Jenny Craig. I'm going, oh gosh. <laughs> I know. Come on, Poppy. Self-love. Beauty is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You guys are talking about Sawyer. I love how the little guy, he's so quiet. And he's all of a sudden like, she's talking to people who aren't me. Like, how can you do this? Let's see if I can bribe him with treats. Yeah, was, you can.
1: The cute well, A lot of people are, you know, talking about some of the stereotyping. That's what bothered me in this book. But overall, I was able to look past it. I don't know if I will reach for a second book. Although I do want to know what happens with Aunt Ginny and Poppy's b and B. I I kind of yeah. have to know. So maybe I will reach for it, but hopefully some of the stereotyping will decrease
0: yeah i I have to admit the you guys are pulling the exact scenes that i that I kind of was like uh. the the yoga one and then the nail salon scene those are those are two very, very stereotypical kind of moments, and I understand with the whole you want instant character recognition I'm like is this really how we want to recognize these characters and attributes like there are other ways to describe so and i'm I'm kind of glad it wasn't throughout the entirety of the book. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, it would have been nice to have more diversity throughout the entirety of the book. So we'll have to see what happens because at least she's going to be doing the B&B and then you've got Tim with his restaurant and she's got this thing with Gia. So he's got the cafe. So there are going to be more people coming in and out of the world. So hopefully. Right. Oh, I just saw this comment pop up. Beauty is everywhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Since you just stopped on Gia, can we just talk about Gia? (laughs) How
0: much I love him and how much I want him to make me coffee every day. (laughs) Can we just acknowledge how he was kind of perfect for her from the get go? He was so cute. I mean, so I don't again with people with the audiobook. the narrator doing the accent like had me she was doing the Italian accent for him. Mm. And it was brilliant. (laughs) I had the best time listening to her do an Italian man's voice. I don't know why, but I loved it so much. I mean, this guy was so cute. He wouldn't let her pay for coffee. I mean, it was two or three times. And then when he wanted to hire her for the muffins or the gluten-free stuff, he was pretty much losing money on the deal. Like he liked her from the beginning. So what a a little... Which I love. Santa says, let's talk
1: about a Tim and Gia poll. Was there a Tim and Gia poll that I missed?
0: Yes. So I posted the poll on Instagram and then over on Twitter. And the Instagram poll... Gia won, but he was at like 85% the last time I checked. So everyone's voting for him over Tim. I'm That's not really right. sure about Tim going on there, but everyone seems to be in Camp Gia. <laughs> I did not like Tim. And I love that
1: he was still into Poppy, you know, 20 years later, or however many years it was, 25. But toward the end, she it sounded like Poppy started to realize you know, we may not really have much in common anymore, even though we had that initial spark. So hopefully that is a good omen for Poppy as she navigates the rest of her life and figuring out, you know, I deserve, I deserve it all.
0: I will admit I I did my little, I was the sleuther. I was the sleuther about the sleuthing. I did go into the next books in the series with their Goodreads pages. So I did eventually figure out who she chooses from the love trial, because otherwise that was going to bug me. Oh. Love triangles. Oh, love triangles. I am so over love triangles in just any book, any series. Like I am so over them. I ended up deleting this tweet. I was so annoyed at one point. It wasn't this book, but like I literally had just done, I had just done this book and then there was another one. And then all of a sudden, hey, another love triangle. I was like, the next time I pick up a book with a love triangle, it's going in the donation bin unread. Like I'm done with this. Like no more love triangles. Oh boy. I'm out on the love triangles. But that's why I wanted to go know who who she chose, because then for me as a reader, it's not so much a love triangle. It's like waiting for her to reveal like what I already know. For some reason, for me, it makes it easier if I already know the ending somehow with the love triangle. If it's just ongoing and I don't know, uh, Mm -hmm. a little
1: unsettling. Yeah. I love everybody's thoughts on Tim and Gia.
0: I saw this one. So at one point, I was kind of wondering about Tim. Like, would he be a suspect because he bailed her out of jail? Like, is there a guilty conscience? I was mm-hmm. kind of wondering about that when you said you were wondering what was going on with Tim's motives. I will admit, though, he was super sweet to get her out and do the bail and put up his restaurant as collateral. So I kind of got to give him a little bit of a, you know, soft side, a little bit of a pass. So, yes, I'm Team Gia, but I still like Tim. I'm, I'm not against him, but I'm just like, I like you more.
1: got it it's a choice between two good things so it's you know chocolate and strawberry I mean how can you go wrong really
0: but that's the thing though right when it comes to love triangles sometimes there's like a clear winner and then there's just this horrible playboy bad boy like he has all the negative attributes and adjectives attached to him you're like why are you in the love triangle so I'm glad it's two nice guys for the love triangle even though we all know Or everyone seems to be in one particular camp.
1: (laughs) Right. Good. Well, I'm glad we're all in agreement with the Gia thing. So,
0: Oh, this was something. I saw this pop up on Goodreads. Yeah. So the husband was, he passed away six months prior. Now she has two guys vying for her attention. So she's reentered the dating pool, apparently. I think at least the way it read for me, she sort of accidentally
1: reentered. Like she didn't Mm -hmm. consciously think, I am ready to date it just sort of fell into her lap and she just kind of went with it. So, you know what? Everybody deserves to be happy. And if she feels like she's ready for that, I say go Poppy.
0: Yeah, I I have to admit, it wasn't as if she joined eharmony.com or something. Like, this is how I'm getting out of the house now. Like, this is my reason. That would have been a little much. So again, I kind of like the fact that it had that natural progression. Plus, she didn't just walk into the cafe and even though it was like hard eyes, which is how I pictured her like she was just like this is the hottest man I've ever seen this is the hottest man I've ever seen she didn't just walk up to him and be like here's my number what's your number I mean at least she tried to do the friends first like get to know him mm-hmm. so apparently Max agrees with this because he's growling about something uh,
1: <laughs> what do you want little I think he's angry that we haven't started talking to Aunt Jenny yet because hello my very favorite character Aunt Jenny fans anyone oh it's this hand yeah hands up yes <laughs> Aunt Jenny. She's so up.
0: cute. I'm like trying to fl- go down with the comments that I missed. Okay, my favorite scene of the entire book had nothing to do with the mystery or anything. She's down there in the kitchen baking or making breakfast, and she's got a full on like evening gown, tiara, the gloves. Like this one was decked out, and I loved it.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you what, Aunt Jenny is what I aspire to be in my old age. Wear whatever you want to wear, do what you want to do. You burned it.
0: Go, Aunt Jenny. <laughs> I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, I got the lipstick on my teeth. That's super attractive. She was so I cute, know. though, with the driving. When she, I know, <laughs> she's so bad. Like, it's cute as a reader, as a human being. If I was lived in that neighborhood, I would be so worried. I mean, right. she was like, oh, yeah, they don't, the stop sign doesn't apply to me because they know that I'm going to go through it. I'm like, that is a terrible logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lady value, my favorite. Aunt Genius, my spirit animal. That's like my new favorite phrase. Uh, yeah as soon as I saw her mention the tiara for no reason I put a tiara over there on my books as decoration like I should just wear it it doesn't need to be decoration anymore I can just like put this on as I'm typing at the computer and be like Jenny told me to (laughs) exactly I like how everyone loves her she was so cute and so I think this was one of the things that made it I don't know if I want to call her an unlikable heroine but it kind of struck me that Poppy really didn't check on her for a while. Like she did kind of leave on Jenny unattended. So apparently grandma Emmy, even though she's not the grandma, passed away three years prior to the start of the book. And so in between that time, the house was in disarray and, you know, all the the grass was overgrown and the dust and everything else. And so I was kind of wondering about that. Like, did she ever visit or did she never want to visit? Because even in the in-between period with that, like the 25 year gap between graduation and where they are now it didn't seem like she visited aunt jenny too much and i felt really badly about that i wasn't i wasn't a big fan of that same and i think they sort of alluded to it in the book that maybe
1: yeah. poppy felt badly about that but i thought i was expecting a moment where where aunt jenny and poppy had a moment where poppy says you know i i'm so sorry i haven't been here for you i'm going to do better or something
0: i mean i kind of think for me, it it almost seemed like she was trying to make amends with the whole, I'm staying here, doing the B&B. At least that's how I kind of read it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm looking at it that way because, I don't know. I think it has to do with the fact that there's so many different things going on with Poppy and her personality, wanting to be the faker, wanting to do this, wanting to do that. And so the fact that she lands on B&B, that seemed to be sort of something about connecting her with her aunt versus, oh, this is my new job. Like, it just seemed like she had so many different things on her plate that she wanted to choose from like to choose that one in particular kind of struck me like oh she's doing this because of so I don't know if anyone else felt that way but that's how I viewed it I can definitely see that that
1: <laughs> aspect,
0: 100% I love how everyone's talking about the drive <laughs> <laughs> she yeah I mean I know she's in her 70s but she's dancing yeah. she put on the cowboy boots like she had the outfits she had the energy she's the one who took poppy out wanting to go out dancing till 2 a.m. Not right. the other way around. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. She's like that crazy friend that you need, but but somehow ended up being you know forty plus years older than you. It just she's great, and right. she's doing things like she's doing the dancing going till two a.m. But then two nights later she's doing bingo. It's not like one or the other. She's doing all of the activities across the board and exactly. age range. I just thought that was brilliant. I it's mean, everything, <laughs> and her friends are great. Yeah, it seems too like.
1: Aunt Ginny was really pulling Poppy along to, you know, do things and get out of her comfort zone and experience life again. But Poppy really kind of nudged this healthier lifestyle onto Aunt Jenny, And maybe that was kind of her way of, you know, giving back in a way. I don't know. I think I'm stretching there. But that's what I'm going with. Okay.
0: <laughs> I love Um. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of nice that she's trying to do it with her. It's like giving them something to bond over too. Because... Mm-hmm you know, sometimes you don't have the most in common when it comes to family. It's like, they're blood. Like you're kind of forced to be in proximity sometimes (laughs) where you're like, you know, I'm related to you, but like, I don't really read the same books as you. I don't watch the same TV shows as you. I mean, this kind of gave them something to have in common as a sort of like, I guess, common ground for them to grow from. At least that's how I kind of thought of that. But I was looking at the comments like, yeah, why couldn't she visit Poppy? Maybe she didn't want to be near the mother-in-law either.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very possible.
0: Yeah, who is it? Someone mentioned the mother-in-law We don't even really meet her. She's on the phone two or three times. And I was like, this is enough. I don't know if she pops up in future books, but that woman is trouble.
1: Yeah. At least she was able to get her whatever it was, inheritance or whatever from John. And hopefully that just severs the tie for Poppy because she doesn't need that anymore.
0: Yeah. I like how everyone's talking about the mother-in-law. She was just... I'm kind of curious about that entire just dynamic with the, with Poppy and the mother-in-law because John was a lawyer and apparently he was a successful lawyer. So he had his own money and I'm going to guess he had his own bank account and other stuff put aside, but I know there was family money as well. But you'd think being a lawyer with a good career would be somewhat lucrative so he wouldn't have to rely on the family money as much. So I'm not really sure why she had as much say as she did. I interpreted that John was
1: the late husband, right? that John had put his money that he was leaving for her into some kind of trust, right? Mm -hmm. And that somehow his mom had control over it rather than Poppy. I don't know how the mom got control of it. But
0: that's why I'm kind of like, I'm not really sure what the specifics are. But I would think like the bank account will be a separate thing versus the trust. I mean, unless the bank account ended up being folded in somehow. Yeah, I'm looking at other people's comments like, yeah, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only person with the details like, hey, how did she get in charge of this? Yeah. I mean, again, too, like we're not talking about a couple kids who got married when they're 18, like we're still learning about life and how to balance a checkbook or something like Mm -hmm. they're grown adults, they can figure out their finances, they can, Mm -hmm. they can have the credit cards and ATM and like, you know, I'm not concerned about them figuring that out. So Mm -hmm. that's just why I was a little like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. Because even then she made a comment about (laughs) the mother in law, looking at the receipts or like seeing that she went to the salon and the spa and I'm going. So she doesn't just have control over the money. She's seeing every single thing you're doing with the money. Right. My goodness. Everyone (laughs) hates everybody. Well, speaking of people we hate, I mean,
1: can we talk about Barbie? Here's my question about Barbie. Why? Why was she such a raging bee (laughs) from the get go? There's she got something had
0: to have happened to her in her life to make her that way. Am I wrong? Did I miss it? What happened? I Okay. So literally every single person at that reunion had a motive. (laughs) Every single one. Again, Amber, I'm not even sure how the police, I don't know what the internal laws would be. I mean, you would think the internal affairs might say something about it, but her being in charge of the the case also seems suspicious. Like you were kind of also potentially a suspect. So why are you in charge of this case? Right. Exactly. Um, but she was so mean to everybody. And it wasn't just she had one type of meanness. Like, it wasn't just one thing she would do to people. She would sleep around cheating on her person. She would sleep around hurting her friends with their people. And then she would spread rumors, say cruel things. I mean, the one that killed me was she wanted the coach to administer steroids to the football player. Was he the football or basketball? Like, basketball player, yeah. Yeah, she wanted him to actually give out steroids. And that was so that the cheerleaders, we go into the main events. <laughs> I'm going, that is so terrible. I You're know. encouraging this. Like that was the one where I'm like, I'm done with you. Like, I don't feel badly <laughs> for you being the, being the one that they killed off early. I'm like, okay, bye, bar- bye, Barbie. We're, I you
1: know. know. I feel like Barbie had an undiagnosed mental health issue. <laughs> probably Where she couldn't, like feel any empathy or something crazy.
0: Craig, Craig, crazy. I think, I think that's a really great way of looking at her saying that, saying she had no empathy. <laughs> there definitely, there was a lack of that in just every single action she did. Because unless you were literally her daughter, she didn't care about you. Like, I mean, literally, unless it was Tiffany, the daughter, <laughs> everybody yeah. else. I mean, especially the husband. She was, I don't know what that relationship was. He was yeah. also a little, he has his own issues as well. I really don't want him to win the seat. They were saying he wants the presidency. I'm like, okay, right. please don't let this happen in future books. Thank you. Yeah. I had a hard
1: time understanding how he continued to have such a good reputation when he was ogling people out in the open, in public, at these big events. Like he, how he was ogling Sawyer. I mean, yeah. openly. Wouldn't somebody catch that and write
0: a news story about him and then it would be a big deal? I mean... The first time he meets her, he hits on her, really. Like, he saw her in the reunion, but they never interacted. And so when they were doing that sort of, I don't even, like, the the fundraiser, fundraiser slash, I don't know, wake. I don't, it was the, we was just the fundraiser. The first time he meets her, like, he starts hitting on her. And then he ha- he hands the key to the friend to hand to her. So, like, there wasn't even a concern about having another third person know that he was hitting on her directly. Right. What if she was a blot? like, you know, an, an actual, you know, someone influencer or someone, you know, who's a journalist, like, how do you know this third person over here wouldn't actually say something? Right. And this book was written
1: in, I think it came out in 2018. People were had plenty of YouTube channels and stuff. By then, I'm surprised that somebody didn't take any
0: video of that and post it and do that whole big thing. Yeah, it's 2018. You have a good memory. (laughs) That went right over my head. I was like, yeah, when was this? Oh, and now I'm seeing the, the dedication. For all the chunky girls who really try hard for minimal results, we're beautiful just the way we are. And for the men who are lucky enough to love us. oh! And and to all of those who bullied me in high school, I win. (laughs) That's awesome. That's cool. That's way cool.
1: I wish it was a little more representative (laughs) in
0: the actual writing. I didn't even read the dedication. That was so cute. You're making me look up the year. I saw it. I like that. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that sort of caught me was, I don't really think I've talked about this on... YouTube or social media too much. I mean, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but like not the full account of it or other, or, you know, the extent of it. But when I was in going literally the day before the second year of my master's program, I had a back spasm. And like, I was on the floor, like I thought I was gonna live my life on the floor. And so I spent the next pretty much two years like Again, my graduation with my master's from Georgetown, like I had a cane for like the graduation stage. Like I couldn't even do like the two events; I could only manage one because I was in so much physical pain. So like I immediately had problems. You know, if I couldn't actually, (laughs) it hurt to stand, so I couldn't you know exercise. And because I couldn't stand for too long, I was like, let me just do takeout; it's easier. So like I put on a lot of weight very quickly, and so I kind of related to Poppy in that regard. But again, like same thing with her. Like I I knew that was out of my control, so. I'm not mad at myself that that happened. Like that's just circumstances. That's just how it went down. Mm -hmm. So I'm not mad like, oh, I hate myself or, oh, I can't believe, you know, (laughs) whatever. Like, I mean, it is what it is. So I think the fact that she was just so mad at herself the whole time and not giving herself a pass, that was really hard because I'm like, I can literally relate to this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not not the depression element of it, but like gaining the weight and seeing your body change like very quickly in that regard. But she didn't seem like she got too far off base. You know, she said she gained, she went up two dress sizes. I'm like, that could have been worse. I know, I can do that in a weekend. (laughs) I, I was kind of like, you know, I felt badly that she didn't seem to have any sort of positivity or just way to like reframe it. So I think that's kind of true with like the mental health component of it. Like she just didn't know how to look at a kind of anything in a positive way because it just seemed like it was everything about her life that she was just so mad at. Like, there wasn't anything she could be like, oh, and this is how this happened. And let me look at it from this way. It was everything. I mean, that that kind of negativity, like no wonder she was kind of going into the depression spiral. Like if everything in your life is terrible, of course you're going to be on the couch watching Julia Child for like the entire right. time. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised you got out of the couch at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marta
1: has a good point. She feels like we we're supposed to see a character arc for Poppy moving from self-hatred to self-acceptance. I feel like the author really tried to get there, but I wished it were packed a little bit more of a punch for Poppy's sake. I mean, right. (laughs) And for all of our sakes, every woman's sake, no matter your size, everybody needs self-acceptance. There's always going to be something right that you're like, oh, my eyebrows weird or
0: whatever it is. Oh, yeah. but You know what? We're beautiful. I think that's why I liked Gia because she's like, this is the worst I've ever felt or looked and like, he loved her. He was nice to her anyway. He was attracted to her anyway. You know, one of the things that kind of, again, like maybe this is just my perspective, but like the first husband, John, like he fell in love with her when she was clumsy and he really loved her for her. And it didn't matter to him if they couldn't have kids, like he just wanted to be with her. And like, that should be the best ego boost in the world. This person loves you so freaking much. (laughs) And and you're just with them. I mean, this guy really loved her for her. I mean, I understand losing him would obviously cause the depression, which I totally get. But here's this Mm -hmm. guy who just loved you inside out. And so I kind of didn't see like I'm trying to kind of phrase it, how that love didn't transfer to herself in some way, like seeing herself through his eyes. I'm like, how do you not realize this guy loves you and adores you? Don't you realize that means something going, give yourself some sort of ego boost? Exactly. I mean, again, I'm not trying to say get self-satisfaction from men and be like, yeah, or significant others. But even just trying to say, you know, someone loves me, someone cares about me. Mm-hmm. You know, they love me for me. You know, we might not have kids, but I was enough for him. That should have been something for her to hold on to and give her some sort of, you know, positive mental health component.
1: Right. We are often our own worst critics, right? I mean, especially women. For whatever reason, we tend to be so much harder on ourselves that if the very same scenario were happened to a friend of ours, we would react totally differently. So I think that we can learn from Poppy and realize that, you know, forgive me, shit happens. And, (laughs) you know, we're still worth stuff. We're still worth it, even though stuff happens.
0: I was looking at the comments with saying that you thought she was going to be a size 30. I'm like, yeah. So I forget which point in the book, because it was prior to the reunion when she was about to go dress shopping, when she was sending her prayer, to, <laughs> she was praying to God going, okay, we're going to be looking at size 12s and 14s. And I'm going, wait, what? Hold up. What are you talking about? Like, no, this is the size you're praying about? Some people will be praying to get into those sizes. <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> 12
1: is a beautiful, like, I just, yes, that that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's a Meg Cabot book that actually says, is it size 12 or size 14? Isn't fat? Like that's literally the title of the book.
1: <laughs> love that.
0: Go I, that. That was kind of great too, though. I love how my mind works. Like the bringing back and forth. I actually got some kind of like major Meg Cabot vibes with this book with all the pop culture references that kind of mm. gave me a little bit of like her style, just throwing that out there <laughs> as a random like tangent. Okay. Yes. We do have to talk about the dress she chose what oh my gosh right I don't know I don't know if that
1: I would have made that choice just because it was the only thing she could find right then Mm. Eh. Mm.
0: so maybe this is the planner in me but you knew you were going to a reunion you waited till the day of to go buy the dress couldn't just order something on Amazon and have it shipped to Jenny's house right right I mean just just curious Um, definitely it had feathers question mark Right, yellow. She said it was yellow, and there was supposed to be like a belt that was plastic to it.
2: Oh
0: Oh um, my gosh!
1: Yikes. (laughs)
0: Okay. Oh, Oh, thank you, Lynn. Oh, thank you. Okay, that's why I couldn't remember because I've read both of the books in the series. I knew it was one of the two. So size twelve is not fat, and then size fourteen is not fat either. Thank you. Don't make
1: cabot. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's interesting, Marta. The dress is for self punishment, maybe. Maybe she's sabotaging herself by wearing that dress.
0: Yeah, I have to admit, I, I got a little cringy when she said she was going to be wearing the funeral dress. I'm going, oh, oh, that is such a, don't yeah, open up no, that wound, no, don't do that. that. I was glad she didn't fit into that dress. I, and again, I know this is a fictional person, but like, if you're a real person trying to fit into a dress that you wore it's one of the most traumatizing, sad days of your life, and you put that on, you're going to have some emotions at some point while you're wearing that outfit. <laughs>
1: One hundred percent, yes, oh my gosh, I'm a little bit surprised that she didn't have anything else at all at home because I mean being the wife of a lawyer, I'm sure they attended some events throughout the years, but hey, that was what was in the book. I just admit that I thought all along or most along that the killer was Kirsten or Kristen, the pregnant one. <laughs> I was fully like she's that's her oh, yep, I called it, and then I was
0: totally wrong so I kind of was wondering if it was going to be her because I don't think I've actually ever seen a pregnant killer before that would have been really interesting to me just from oh, that perspective idea? I thought that would have been interesting I mean I don't know why <laughs> I mean the poor baby like that would have been awful for you know this fictional yeah. child but I, I, you know being being born in the cell or what well, I don't even like that's a whole separate issue but for some reason I kind of was wanted it to be her in a way but mm-hmm. Literally every person was a suspect. Even Sawyer to me was at one point, I was like, cause she was missing. Nobody really
1: questioned right. her like that. Right. She, just the fact that she was gone during that time totally made her a suspect.
0: I like how people are still taught. I just looked up, saw people talking about the comments, the yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping her self-acceptance grows in the next books too. Yeah. You just reminded me, this is totally a little tangent digression moment, but I love it when there are events or something. And, you know, if you're taking photos, it's usually just from the waist up. I'm totally standing there in yoga pants. They look black. I mean, nobody knows. See the I'm just, I wear yoga pants all the time. Right now oh, I'm right. wearing the Victoria's Secret boyfriend pants. You can't see them. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of people talking about Amber. I really was expecting and hoping that there was some major slight mm-hmm. that Poppy didn't realize that she did to Amber that would sort of, tie everything together. I think the author tried to do that. But the reasoning for me just wasn't as strong as I think it needed to be.
0: So if it wasn't Kristen, I wanted it to be Amber because otherwise, the way she was acting during that entire investigation was so inappropriate and so wrong, and cruel and unnecessary and all the other things that Amber storyline, that character, I don't like, I I mean, I know she's now living in this town and we're going to see her again because Hey, cozy mysteries or murder mysteries. And she's the cop in the town, but I really don't want to see her again. She was terrible. Mm -hmm. She was so mean. Yeah. I mean, and not even just mean,
1: but unprofessional. So unprofessional. Have you not seen NCIS or
0: any of those many cop shows I'm also curious, <laughs> again, I think after you've read a certain number of cozy mysteries or just watch TV again with the cop shows, how you could even arrest her for the murder of, it would have been the suspicion of, and you could have held her for up to 48 hours, mm. but it was, it, but she wanted to arrest her for the actual murder, not for the suspicion of, that caught my attention. Right. That and then sure. she was saying like, she thought, what was it? She had 72 hours until she handed in the report and she's like, then you're going down, I'm going, just because you hand in a report, it doesn't mean she's all of a sudden going to be, you know, tossed in a jail cell, you, you know, I'm picturing her in like the, the pinstripes. <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: I know. The bright orange. At least it wouldn't have feathers, I guess. I don't know. but
0: Or plastic belts. <laughs> right. Oh, man. She was not looking at any other suspects, which included yeah. the entire class reunion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Every single one of them had a motive.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: she was just looking at Poppy. Right. That made no yeah. sense to me. Also, no I'm kind of curious if you guys actually can answer this or not. So I could not tell you if my life depended on it, which locker was mine in high school. Like you could, oh I, I would not be able to pinpoint it. I wouldn't know my own locker, let alone anyone else's locker. And everyone knew that was in front of Bobby's locker. I'm sorry. Like I'm younger. Like if I went to like whatever reunion it was, like I I wouldn't know it. And she's 25 years out, and she knew it. I would never be able to figure out which locker was mine. And then Mm -hmm. everyone else was like, knew that was the prime suspect real estate location. And also, if she had done it, why would she
1: take her body in front of her own locker? What? Yeah, I I probably would have guessed the bank of lockers that I had. I remember the section, but I could never tell you which one it was.
0: No, I mean, people will mention too. They'll remember their old locker combinations, and oh, I'm good. just like, okay, my brain cells are being used differently apparently because I don't remember that at all. I couldn't, <laughs> okay. I couldn't tell you how many numbers were involved with the locker combination, let alone the numbers themselves. But when she, but when I literally like four characters right off the bat, like that's Poppy's locker, that blew my mind because I okay. had no. That just went right. I don't know for some reason mm-hmm. that really hit me. I was going they know which locker is hers. <laughs> right, exactly. I found myself
1: more interested at times in the secondary storyline. Like I really loved when Poppy
0: went to visit all of the neighbors. Yes. I loved the neighbors. I mean, right? That was so cute. I I love that. I thought it was so great how everyone was so positive about her aunt and how everyone mm-hmm. was just supportive of her. It was That was just so cute. That was the cozy community element for this book. And it was so perfectly oh. done. And Again, like, they must also hate Amber or have suspicions. Because when they ever said we wanted to make sure they weren't planning evidence on your property. I was just kind of going hands up. I love these neighbors. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. amazing. They were on mm-hmm. her side. And she's worried that they're judging her that they're going to be mad at the aunt, mad at her. And they were looking out for her. I love mm-hmm. that. I was so happy to see that in the book. Because So often it would have been, oh my goodness, look at our neighbor, let's gossip. We have all these negative things to say. And they they were looking out for her. That was so great.
1: Right. I have to say, I was totally duped. The author did a great job at duping me because the few times she mentioned neighbors prior to that, it was always in a very suspicious way. And I started to think, oh crap, they have it in for Aunt Jenny. And then it was the total opposite. And it was so genuine and I loved it.
0: I'm like, I'm glad Libby Klein didn't have on Jenny's storyline, go out throughout the entire, you know, course of two or three books of, yeah, why are we, you know, what's going on with Jenny Like, we didn't have to worry about her for too long. Like, it was just throughout this book. Yes, right. I was upset and worried, but I didn't have to worry into the next storyline, because I would have been so upset going, leave her alone. She's the best character, aside from the cat. And so I was just appreciative that this kind of ended <laughs> within one story, you know, like the episodic sort of content, I don't think I would have handled it too well if this had been prolonged. I'm glad that this was a short little interlude because I would have been so mad and been so worried about Jenny. So like, thank you, Libby Klein, for like putting me out of my misery. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm glad she wrapped it up too. And it was a very satisfying wrap up for me. Mm-hmm. L Wren says, can we get a cozy mystery with Aunt Jenny as the
0: MC? I'm all for that spinoff. Let's yeah. make it happen. I actually was wondering about Sawyer. I felt like she was a, kind of a sleuther in her own right. Cause to me she had those cozy mystery components too. She's divorced. She owns a bookshop that's Alice mm-hmm. in Wonderland themed. Right. I mean, she has the friends who could be her Watson to the Sherlock. I mean, I think she could have her own spinoff too. The way she was right. written was like she could be her own main character. Because right. I just I think that's brilliant. Like every single character pretty much could be the, the main character. <laughs> yeah. There were so many who really
1: had enough oomph. That they could hold their own in a book as a as a main character. I'm with you.
0: Can we also just acknowledge, just briefly, Henry, the Gia's son, house (laughs) this little kid. I'm like, I know, I know you're fictional, but I adore you. It's like I want to look at the kitties.
1: (laughs) Exactly, and the fact that he was so cute and bonding over his what was it, a dairy allergy or an egg allergy? Yeah. so sweet that he, I love just how boisterous kids can be. And I think this was pretty genuine where he, when he's like, I just met you, but come with me to the zoo. <laughs> you want to go see the kitties?
0: You want to come with exactly. us? The way he asked is so cute. And right. she doesn't even know who this kid is yet, but they're just totally bonding. I just loved right. it so much. Right. And the, the way he spoke to her, he was just so comfortable and he was just so positive positive. I mean, he brightened her day. And for me mm-hmm. as the reader, who is again, like, what is going on? This is really negative over here. All of a sudden, things just kind of felt lighter and brighter with him. So he was a really fun addition to the story for me.
1: I totally agree. 100%.
0: Hey, book two has a lot of
1: the neighbors in them. Like, I like that. Ooh, maybe I'll reach for that. I also liked, oh my goodness, I forget the name of the friend who had the daughter who was a cheerleader.
0: The daughter's name was Sabrina. I remember that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't remember
1: the I was rooting for Sabrina. I like that they put her in there. I like that she liked to hang out with her mom a little bit and her mom's friends. I just, I was like, that's a good team. I'd take that girl.
0: <laughs> it was so cute though when she kind of gave them the inside scoop. She's give, going, Did you know he was arrested during the school day? And if you're the mom of a student and you find out someone working there was arrested a year, I- year later, that's also kind of concerning. You would think the parents might've, you know, talked about that at some point that a teacher Mm -hmm. was arrested on, on the premises. Right. But she told them, Like they they wouldn't have known if it wasn't for her. I thought that was great. I love like how this is what comes to mind. There's a scene in the middle, the show with um, Patricia Heaton, where, you know, she's sitting there with her mother and her sister. And then her daughter, Sue wants to come sit there. Like, that's what it reminded me of. Like, you know, the young one wanting to sit with the adults to feel grown Uh up. That's of. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that was also. I, I thought it was funny how like she would just assumed she was the girlfriend. But I mean, yeah, they were very friendly for brother and sister. <laughs> Maybe yeah, they're like I, step siblings. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's
1: necessarily weird that a sister smacked a brother on the bum. I never really smacked my brother on the bum, but I probably would have come to the same conclusion as Poppy, though. I'll be honest.
0: I'm like, I have no idea. I'm like, just like, what about? What else did I want to talk about with this book? There's so much. There's so much to it. Like, it was so interesting. There were so many characters and so many things to just get your attention or just be noteworthy. There's so much to this book to unpack and discuss. I almost feel like this is gonna like bring the mood down almost. But I'm just gonna say, I felt really badly about the John background, and I was kind of curious for like the first probably what 15, 20 percent of the book if there was a child, if she had a son or daughter, because mm. we didn't know that she had a miscarriage and then had the hysterectomy after the fact. I was wondering for, I want to say I saw like five chapters, if there was a child because she was all alone. And so I was kind of curious, like if you guys with the finding out about it, you know, a little bit later, for kind of backstory, if you were expecting or like, where the child was, or if you were like me, like, what's going on here? Because I kind of had that delayed answer. So until I got the answer, I was kind of wondering going, where's the kid? Where's the kid? So that kind of threw me off for just a few pages.
1: Mm -hmm. I was searching for what was going on with that as well. But I will say I think that Libby Klein did a good job of making her experience with motherhood really kind of gut wrenching. So I really felt for Poppy about that.
0: I liked that backstory in a way and not, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a terrible thing to happen, but people go through that. People will not be able to have children. Not everyone is going to be able to have the 2.5 with the picket fence. And so I appreciated the fact that that was her character. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to kind of say it because it came out in 2018. I'm like, I feel like it's still a modern thing to have that in a cozy mystery. It was the Merry Ghost in series that character had a hysterectomy. And that was something that she was dealing with throughout the entire course of the series. Right now, Mm -hmm. I think it's just a three book series. But that was something she was very much grappling with. And that had been the first time I had actually seen a cozy mystery, have a hysterectomy mentioned. And so when I saw this one, and how it was a part of the backstory, just why they got married, (laughs) you know, getting pregnant, getting married, and then losing the baby. I thought that was really kind of a nice way to kind of pay homage to like the The world as it is, like the current state, like, yeah, not everyone have kids, but they were still able to have a great marriage. So I I just kind of appreciated the realism of that. Even though this was the escapism, I like that there was realism to it. Now, I 100% agree. And I think
1: it's great that hopefully more cozy mysteries will adopt some of those real life examples of things that women, especially, are going through. I also appreciated in that same vein. Poppy and John's relationship and how she openly discussed about how it wasn't, you know, love at first sight sparks and, you know, pinwheels, but that she could really appreciate the depth of love that they were able to grow into. And I don't know that I've seen much of that in cozy Mysteries either, or in love stories, because it's often about the hot guy and does he like me and all that stuff. So I
2: really
1: really appreciated that we had a genuine love story that developed differently.
0: I have to agree with that too. I like that it wasn't, uh, again, my dissertation is on the romance genre fandom. I've read a lot of romances. There's usually an instant attraction. And when she ever said, when she first met him, he was like the big brother. I was just so intrigued in their love story. I'm going, you're calling this guy he reminded he was like a big brother to you i need more information you gotta got to elaborate on this yeah yeah i mean i thought it was so cute though that he was he was a nerd he was geeky he was sitting there reading lord of the rings <laughs> i mean you know i she said she started babbling about frodo and samwise gemji i'm like i probably would too but i might have been talking about legolas and eric going like i you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly and I was like, "There, I'm like, there are more comments popping up as just talking."
1: <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I I'm like I have no idea that.
0: what you guys are talking about. You guys are so sweet though with all the comments. Yeah, the, I will just mention tonight the giveaway is Mrs. Claus and the Halloween Homicide. So every comment counts as a giveaway entry. And once this video is archived, I will randomly be able to go in and well, I will convert every single comment to an entry, and then I will randomly select a winner. So be on the lookout for that. So comment away. <laughs> just a little reminder for that one.
1: Love it. That's a book I want to read. I have not read The of Clause yet, but that sounds like a fun one.
0: I kind of love that it's a mashup of Christmas and Halloween. To me, that is just brilliant. I'm so looking forward to reading that book. Two of my favorite holidays. I mean, like, I,
1: is that. Yeah, and I, I'm Jewish. So I <laughs> still love Christmas.
0: Oh my goodness. I just did the, it was the paranormal cozy Mystery Book Fair with the story I write talking about Halloween cozy mysteries. And I had the best time talking about Halloween, cozy mysteries. And mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of y'all have been asking me for autumn themed and Halloween themed cozy mysteries. So I put together a blog post on my personal website with a list of just a lot of them. So hopefully that will help. But a lot of people really want to read the Halloween books. So I think Halloween is gonna be a fun time with all of our cozy mysteries here. Absolutely. Yeah, I I was, I was trying to say, I saw this comment pop up. I liked that the infertility was handled that way. I thought it was kind of nice that she talked about how they had a failed adoption or multiple failed adoptions. So I thought that was really kind of nice way to say like, yeah, it doesn't always play out again with the realism of life. So I also that think Libby Klein, she kind of like put in the little, little hints, like, you know, with Gia and his son, and maybe if she becomes this stepmom, she'll be you know, able to take on that role, and she was open to that.
1: Right, exactly. Sometimes it takes longer than you expect, but it becomes more than you imagined. So, life, man.
0: And uh, yeah, people are talking about Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I that's uh, yeah, I go crazy when I see Halloween decorations in the store, Michaels, or they have their Halloween decorations, and they're putting the emails of 20 oh, percent off one okay. item. I'm going make twenty percent off the cart, and then we'll talk. Cause exactly. I'm, I'm, if I put together a cart, you got to make it worth. <laughs> yeah. This year I did the thing I've been wanting to do
1: for years. I bought plain old throw pillows with no, like just the pillow part. And then like 20 different covers. So just today I
0: started washing all of my Halloween covers. So excited. (laughs) I am so excited for Halloween this year. I love Halloween town. And I wore the shirt for the the book fair. I bought multiple shirts, so it wasn't just the one. I bought the ones that said like, you know, it was, they were the quotes from Halloween town about being normal is vastly overrated. Halloween, you know, believe in magic. I mean, all the, all the little quotes from the show. I'm going, I get to wear that this Halloween season. I get to wear my shirts now. And of course I have my old, um, Hocus Pocus t-shirts and stuff. So got to get those out of the closet.
1: Absolutely. Hocus Pocus is a big family movie over in my house too. Love it. Happy Last happy birthday! W- <laughs> oh yeah. Happy early birthday. I was just going to round out and say, Missy. I sort of felt bad for her. Like, I know she was the killer, but I still felt bad for her.
0: I, uh, yeah. There was something about Missy that was sort of tragic. Because mm-hmm. you also don't know the entire background with everything she's been through. But when she like laid it all out there, my goodness, no wonder she cracked after a certain mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I'm almost surprised she didn't kill her sooner. True, Right. Uh, that's a terrible thing to say, but the way she was laying it out there, one thing after another, after another, I'm kind of surprised she didn't, you know, have them, you know, mental breakdown earlier because mm-hmm. there was a lot going on there. I'm sure. I'm still not quite sure what pushed her over the edge, but clearly it was a long time coming. This, this feud or hatred mm-hmm. she had for her. Mm.
1: What do they say? The straw that broke the camel's back. So it might've been a tiny thing, but it was just heavy enough to make it happen.
0: Yeah. Uh. Missy, I, I know people here said they already started reading book two and three. I'm kind of curious if she's going to end up in a mental health institution instead of jail because I kind of feel like so. that would be more beneficial for her. I think so
1: too. I think she needs that kind of support.
0: I know she's a fictional character, but I want her to end up there. So <laughs> i sometimes we talk like they're real people. I'm like, I want her to end up there. And so, but you guys know what I mean because we're all how we think, how we respond.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bonnie says she felt bad for Joanne. I did too. And I don't understand why she... Why she didn't see value in herself when she had to seek it from Barbie for how freaking long? Like thirty years. Mm-hmm. Come on, Joanne, you got a great voice. I mean, I'm sure that's just one of the many things, Joanne. All right.
0: What was it the the way she decorated the cakes? She was so right. talented, but she was she kind of had that poppy element of that self loathing, self hatred, and. Unlike Poppy, whose self-loathing was just all internal, I think Joanne's was all external. Like, I'm going to make everyone else feel badly. I'm going to bully them because she was so unhappy with herself. But she, you know, she could sing. She's decorating. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly, if she was, I know Barbie was the wrong person to have it, but like, she could be a good friend. She had, you know, the friendship qualities of being loyal. So she had things going for her too, but she couldn't see it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm convinced. I think I'm going to have to reach for the next few books because I want to see how some of these other characters develop.
0: I just saw this comment. I figured it was Missy when I realized Poppy didn't suspect her at all. Like the one person who wasn't a suspect had to be the answer. That's brilliant. I love that. I mean, I don't even know if I really suspected Missy at all. I was curious about Joel. I was curious about the husband and his mistresses. I thought it was gonna be like one of the husband's mistresses or something, mm-hmm. but I don't think I actually really knew it was Missy. I feel like this is one of those books where I didn't figure, I wasn't really playing the It because, again, this kind of goes back to my whole like, the body didn't drop on, you know, page, like the last page of chapter one. So I feel as if, this was like chiclet cozy versus cozy with chiclet components. Uh-huh. So I kind of went along like the chiclet route of like, okay, I'm just going to read the story and see how it plays out versus let me get my suspect list together, which is sometimes what I do. So I didn't really play the Who Done It game this time. And if I did, I don't think I would have won.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry to say that for most of the book, I forgot about Missy entirely. There were so many other things that Poppy happened to be focusing on and I'm sure they were mm-hmm. trying to throw our attention off Missy. But I feel like for me, this cozy mystery was like, this is my limit for the number of characters I can follow. And I was just
0: maybe right here. There was a lot of characters. Then you started throwing in again, I think even for the Twitter poll, cause I, I can't remember the guy's name to save my life. And again, I had to ask him like, was he the basketball or football coach? Like I was just like the yeah. coach, yeah. <laughs> the, the, this person, because I started remembering them by their conversations or by where she met them. Like, oh, this was the person at the front desk of the school office. I just started like placing them that way because there were too many. Even the names of, again, like I love how I remember the name of the daughter, but I can't remember the name of the friend because she had three friends instead of the usual one or two. (laughs) There were a lot of characters to grapple with. And then when I, I don't remember the names at all, but there was a table of populars who sat down next to them at the reunion And we all learned their different names. And there was Mm -hmm. one guy there who was gossiping with all the women. I'm like, I cannot tell you which character was which. But I just know like the the conversation that happened. Exactly. I was taking notes
1: on what was being said rather than who was saying it.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, in a weird way though, it was kind of good in a way that you just focused on Poppy because she was the main person. And as long as you knew who Poppy was and who her close, you knew Poppy, you knew Sawyer, you knew Aunt Jenny, you knew the cat and you knew the two love interests and pretty much everything else was just, you know.
1: Extra stuff. Yeah. Regina thinks Joanne was in love with Barbie. That is possible. That's what I
0: thought. That's totally possible. That's what I thought. Okay, who said where's this comment? Okay, thank you. That was one of my thoughts. And I had that in my notebook. I thought so again, with with the books are not perfect. So Joanne spread rumors that I believe it was Sawyer and Poppy. It I know it was Poppy, but I, don't, I think it was Sawyer among the friend group that were um, a lesbian couple. And she was trying to make it into like a bullying sort of joke. I thought that was kind of one of those because she really wanted to be with Barbie herself, like that whole external hate versus self-hate. That's what I thought that was. And I thought that was coming at the end of the book. There was an episode of Glee that had something similar with Kurt. What's his name, Kurt or Kirk. Yes. so that's what I thought was coming and it didn't. And so thank you for thinking like me because when that didn't happen, I was like, did I misread this? Because that's why she seemed to have all those feelings about Barbie and being so upset like that. And that was how I justified her making those comments. I mean, you should never make those comments. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I thought was happening with her character. Right, right. So I'm kind of thinking that's going to come out. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Other people are with me. Thank you. thank you. That's totally what I thought was going to happen. I mean, if someone read book two and that happened, like that's please tell me because I was just, I was waiting for that scene. I thought that would have been such a great scene too. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. I'm also in like reading Victoria's latest comment about how some of the characters were, were portrayed and how they were approved by editors. When I read a couple of the really cringy moments of how things were said, first it was making a disparaging comment about a pit bull. I'm a big pit bull lover. And then the trans woman at the reunion, and this thing and the yogi and the this and that. I was thinking this book was published like 20 years ago, maybe when we weren't as heightened as we are. So I was a little disappointed too, that so many of those things just stayed in.
0: No, I I mean, I'm kind of with you on that one in regards to the timeliness. You know, I think it's so interesting to me with like the whole Britney Spears thing with like the conservatorship, you know, we're now in a state where we're more aware of mental health issues. We're more aware of, you know, recognizing different things like, okay, this is my pronoun. We're, we're learning more about representation in that regard. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, in my head, maybe like, so if the book was published in 2018, it probably took her at least a year or a year to write it, a year or two to get published. Cause this was her first book under, I don't know if she's written other books, but under the name Libby Klein, at least. So let's say she wrote it in 2015, maybe like, I don't know. I mean, were we there yet? (laughs) I think we were. Maybe it was kind of coming more forward. I'm not really sure, but I would like to hopefully think in the future books, you know, because she is still working on a series. There's another book Mm -hmm. coming out. Like maybe now because it is so prominent, is so well received Mm -hmm. in that regard with society, like now in future books it will be more well addressed, more well written in that regard. I don't know how to phrase it, but that's what I'm kinda hoping. No, I think that's a really good hope. And that sort of makes me
1: want to pick up the next few books too, to see how Poppy and the, all the characters evolve in that way, too. Because you're right, it's, we're constantly in a learning experience. And hopefully, yeah. it would be kind of neat to bring, like you were saying, they brought a hysterectomy into this and that, that's a big deal. Why not bring a learning experience like that into a cozy mystery? I think that would be really groundbreaking and pretty awesome.
0: I mean, I will say, the women in the jail cell... I, again, the portrayal, we'll, we'll, we'll ignore that for a second... Or at least the way that it was talked about like she liked the characters that she was with in jail like she liked those women <laughs> and okay. so I thought that was at least that was at least you know one pot again I think maybe just because I look for positives everywhere when it comes to cozy mysteries you know like that was one good thing about it like you know she was nice to them and she liked them they were the ones who kind of made her snap out of it that they exactly. were the ones who were like get your life in order
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so I mean at least there was a maybe camaraderie would be the word, you know, like we're mm-hmm. in jail together, you know, we're all in this experience. I mean, I liked the way they interacted though. Yeah, I agree. Despite how
1: they were portrayed, the bottom line is they had a really positive impact on Poppy that yeah. lingered with her. And I loved that she kept coming back to it. So that's that's a really good thing.
0: I thought so, that was so cute though. And <laughs> what's her name? Again, so many characters. The one who offered her juicy fruit gum. She was going, like, she wanted to make her she wanted to make her happy. She wanted to make it better. She's like, do you want right. some gum? For some Jeez. reason, I thought that detail was just so cute. Yeah. I don't know why, but like, I love that. I love that so much. Like gum is going to make everything better. I just, you know, I thought that was so cute. Oh, okay. Yes, the recipes. I'm curious if anyone else. Okay, cookie with my cozies. I love that you're the one who asked about the recipes. The co- that is perfect. Yeah. I love that so much. And I love that that's your channel name or just your yeah. username. That's great. <laughs>
1: I read a little bit about the author and how she had some dietary things that she learned about later in life that she needed to change her diet and she went paleo. So obviously that's why she, or that's a big contributing factor to why the paleo diet, but I mean, healthy is healthy. So I like that she was learning new things and realizing after she ate those two ring dings or ho-hos or wherever they were, that they made her feel yucky. And so she wanted to eat things that made her feel better.
0: Yeah, that was something in my notes because I very much, when it comes to eating, like if I if I eat Oreo cookies, like I will feel lethargic. <laughs> you know, if you eat junk food, you're gonna feel it. And so I liked that it was written that way. It wasn't as if oh, I can just eat anything I want and still be you know size two. Like no, if you eat if you eat something with sugar and more calories, then you burn like you're gonna gain weight. And I liked that she did have a sort of realization of like yeah this isn't good for me and you know since starting this I do feel better (laughs) she Mm -hmm. didn't like the green tea but at least she's trying things and I think I liked the fact that near the end it seemed more of a natural progression so she kind of went you know full throttle of I'm gonna go all paleo all organic right the second like from the get-go versus (laughs) what I try and do when it's like you know want to integrate things healthier like okay this week I'm gonna drink more water next week I'm gonna make sure I have like the water and I'm gonna have an apple every day so I do like the the gradual progression when I try and like, you know, again, clearly the fact that I'm talking like this, I've done it more than once, <laughs> but she was just like, you know, going right in like full throttle. And then at the end, she's going, oh, I'm trying to figure out the paleo diet, how I can integrate it here and there. So again, the realism of it was kind of nice. Yeah.
1: I have to say, I am a cold turkey person. <laughs> so why I can go with there. But Victoria made me laugh. She said, to be honest, I don't want diet
0: tips in my cozies. That's true. Maybe the cookie recipes. Maybe I think part of the good thing of that is though, uh, if there are people who have celiac disease or dietary issues who are reading cozies, at least there will be recipes they can relate to. I don't I don't eat meat and so whenever I see the oh, we're gonna put bacon here, like I can't relate to it, but I read it. So I I do like that it's a different sort of food representation. I think that's nice. I don't think I've actually encountered any other sort of gluten free things like that and other cozies. Mm -hmm. I think I've come across references here and there. Thank you, Hannah Swenson, because you're awesome. But I don't think they've ever been featured so prominently like this. Mm -hmm. I like that she noted that you just because
1: you're eating healthy, it doesn't mean you're having bean sprouts for every meal. (laughs) You know, she made some really delicious sounding food.
0: I yeah, that's one of those things where when people go full like cold turkey like that, they're like, let me count my almonds. (laughs) Like she was like, no, I ate my almonds. She wasn't counting them like that. She didn't go super, super, you know, she went, she did dive in full throttle, but at least it wasn't like, Hey, we're going to really rub up the engine first. (laughs) Okay. So Gemma Kinley has the gluten-free cupcakes. All of a sudden I saw people like the word gluten-free pop. I'm like, Oh, like people know things. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I I think that would be nice to have some more like diversity in regards to the, the type of, food in the Cozy Mysteries. I mean, I love my cookies and the muffins, but I see those in a lot of cozies. So it'd be, it, it's nice when the food is a little bit different, a little, you know, quirky or something. I mean, I like, I'm going to go with the thematic. That's the word I'm going to go with thematic. Go. Because the Jen McKinley one, like they had clam chowder as the recipe, but that was also in the book. <laughs> so I like it when we have right. things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many comments I can't keep up. Was there anything else, y'all? I know. When I asked the question over on Instagram, there were a lot of things that people wanted to talk about with the book. And I'm pretty sure we've touched on at least most of them. I put together all the Instagram highlights, which I'm very proud of myself for. I did that earlier today. So I'm pretty sure we've been able to answer most of them or touch on most of them. But if there is something else you want discussed, a line of dialogue, a character or something, please let us know. Because <laughs> I don't want to overlook any of the things that you guys wanted to have discussed tonight.
1: And go. <laughs>
0: Yes, comment, and, comment, and, comment. So I thought it was really cute that a lot of people already started reading the next books in the series. I mean, they just, they started reading book one and were like, we're on book two and three and four. People are just keep reading. And I think there's something super sweet and interesting about that. Like once you find a character or a series you like, you just stay there. And so mm-hmm. clearly people want to stay in this world. And I'm just kind of curious, like what about it inspired you to stay there? I mean, I think it had definitely Meg Cabot vibes. Whom I, I love her. <laughs> You guys, I've talked about her a lot. I love May Cabot. And I, this had May Cabot vibes. And then there was some Stephanie Plum vibes in here. So I'm just kind of curious, like, what was the hitting home? Yes, I'm already starting book two sort of thing. Like, what was it that captivated you? Mm-hmm. I tend to fall in love
1: with environments a lot. And so anything on a beach or on, in a coastal town, I'm up for. And then when they threw in the fantastic neighbors, I mean, okay, fine. I'm in. You got me. <laughs>
0: So, I saw people were talking about Aunt Jenny, and then we didn't really talk about our little cozy companion there, Figaro. Figaro,
1: was the Figaro had attitude. I loved it.
0: This cat, I, I kind of love that it wasn't his home they were visiting, but the second they were in Aunt Jenny's house, he's like, This is mine now. This is my arena. This is where right. I am.
2: <laughs> right. That <don't> was
0: great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a
1: cat similar to Figaro, except. She's not nearly as nice as when he's nice. She's nice when she's outside. Inside, she's like, no, thanks.
0: I like that. He was at one point, he was hitting her on the butt, like, wake up, feed me, wake up, feed me. Exactly. (laughs) That was so cute. Like, that's kind of something Max would do, except he wouldn't be hitting me on the butt. He would just be like staring at me, waiting for me to wake up. And then I wake up and the dog's staring at me and I jump out of my skin. That's a whole separate issue. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh. This was actually what I was just going to this was the comment I hit my thumb on. Yeah. People love the eighties references too. That was something else that people were referencing. They liked the the character who dressed up for the reunion mm-hmm. <laughs> and the full hair and makeup for the eighties. Yeah. That was something else I had, I was marking down. So yeah, I thought that was cute too. Is something to be in the book. Absolutely. It
1: was fun to relive that a bit. I graduated high school in 91. Go Gen X. Mm.
0: And everyone loves the side characters. I was just pulling up the the Instagram thing oh yeah and so we already talked about so Gia won the who would you choose poll at 83% and Tim was at 17 so the, the love triangle was something other people wanted reference tonight so I'm I think like we're, we've hit most of the the big things that y'all wanted referenced excellent but Figaro he's so cute I kind of he's not on the cover is he I kind of want to see a, a picture of how this cat is supposed to be drawn or just I, I can't really get the the eyes with the cat. I tried to find a, a gif or a gif, however you want to say it, to use on on the Twitter feed, but I'm going, none of these look quite like he, the way he's described. So I want I want an actual Figaro. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Libby Klein has cats all over the place on her, I want to say like the website and like they pop up on her Twitter feed. Like, is that Susie Figaro in that one? Cause now I'm curious. I know she oh. has a cat pop up in different places and it's so cute. You guys know how I have per- we have Perlock dressed up as Sherlock. Her cat's also dressed up like a, like a little sleuth there. It's super right. cute.
2: It's a so really cute, cute image. Yeah. So, Every time um, the
1: Figaro flopped, I was like, I get that. We have a cat who will stop in the middle and look at you, and they just go, boom.
0: <laughs> I loved so it cute. when, was it on Ginny who, like, pushed him with the foot <laughs> into another yeah. room? Yeah, and he just slid. Let her do it. I the cat it. didn't even... He didn't even respond. He would just, she just pushed him with the foot into another room. I'm going, how lazy can this cat be? <laughs> I, I, that, that one, I mean, I'm also not really sure if I like the fact she was using her foot to push him. That I, I don't, well, you know, when people tug on leashes too hard, I also, you know, mention note that one as well, but the car, she just pushed him. No, he didn't even respond. Right. Just fine. huh? Oh, whatever. Okay. I got to go look at bu- the cover of book two. I want to see what Figaro looks like. <laughs> I think we've hit on all of my notes, actually. So if you guys have any other questions or comments about the book, like I think I've said, I mean, there's so much to this book. This was a really interesting read for me. Like I was there for it. Like I was, I wanted to see what happened. I wanted to see how Poppy changed and evolved. And I wanted to see about on Jenny. Like I was there from it. I mean, it's a sad backstory, but when it started, I was like, I was, I was in it from the beginning.
1: Mm -hmm. The banter had me. I mean, I kept, I couldn't put it down because of the banter. I think it was uh, super clever. And I think Libby Klein has a real knack for that type of dialogue, which I really enjoy.
0: Yeah. Again, I I think the the pop culture references and all the different... Ref- <laughs> I like how you guys are mentioning that reunions. I thought it was really great to have all the different songs mentioned and to mention all the different looks. And then even to just have other sort of contemporary references... I even like the fact that she had the makeup brands and they were actual makeup brands. like It was Smashbox. And I like that I saw that. And Mm -hmm. then there was another palette that was indirectly referenced, but like I still knew what she was talking about. And I love it when authors are able to do that. And I don't think a lot put in the names like that. A lot of them try and... This is why I think I've had like the Meg Cabot thing come in my head. A lot of times editors... And people, when they, when they do those sort of pre-reads, they'll say, okay, you know, if you put in too many references, the book is going to become dated very quickly. Well, mm-hmm. maybe, but maybe not. Because everything at some point is going to be, you know, historical. I mean, books that were published in the 90s are different than books being published today. Like everything eventually ages. So almost like, why not have those references? Why not put in the pop culture yeah. stuff? Because as a reader, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah.
1: I recently reread a series of, I think, thrillers by Harlan Coben, the Myron Bolotar series. They were written in the 90s. And they had all these, you know, crazy, like, pagers
0: and stuff. But I still loved it just as much. I mean, it was just a time capsule. I was in for it. I mean, yeah, I I don't think it's a bad thing to have those references. And I think a lot of writers fall into the trap of feeling as if they can't have them. Or my favorite... (laughs) My favorite is when there's a fictional social media platform and I'm going, okay, I know this is your version of Facebook. I know this is your version of Twitter. You could just say this is Twitter. (laughs) It's it's a little much sometimes when they, when there's this need to not name something. So I like that she actually just flat out said, oh, they're posting photos to their Facebook page. She just used it. It was great. I didn't have to go, wait, what? What is the social platform? Because there's, there's one author. It took me a minute because, she actually had to say like on her website, oh, this is the social media platform I created because she was referencing it throughout the book. And I'm going, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It, it went right over my head. Hey, more Harlan Coben fans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I hijacked with Harlan Coben there for a second. No,
0: I kind of fell into the Harlan Coben with the Netflix adaptations. The... Yeah, yeah. There was, oh my gosh, I can't think of the name of it, but there was one that's so good. There was one that was amazing and I was there for it from the beginning to end and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. The and five, I don't, safe. That one's great. A stranger. That one. Yeah. Stranger. That, was really that was the one. That one was, that was really well done. I was there. Yeah. I was there for that mystery. I've also been there for the Hulu series, Only Murders in the Building. That's another thing yes. I've been going for. <laughs> Me too. Our whole family, my husband
1: and my teenage daughter and I, we watch it together as a family. And I keep telling my kid, when are
0: you coming home? Because we have to watch a new episode. Oh my goodness. I am. Yeah. I actually went back to the beginning to watch because I can't stand waiting week to week. This is killing me. I like binging stuff. What are you doing yep. to me, Hulu? <laughs> and now that
1: Great British Bake Off is back. I mean, I am thrilled. It's still week to week, though. I know it is. But I rewatch them sometimes.
0: Oh, no, I'm, I'm going back to the beginning. I'm going back to Martha and Nancy and going back and coming back from there because I can't watch it week to week. It's going to be, it's too frustrating to me. I need to be able to know what happens. Again, this is why I needed to figure out the love triangle early on. You can see a pattern with my thinking. (laughs) 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 I need to know the answer, Uh, but at least with only murders in the building, you start with the ending and then you figure out how they got there.
1: I know that's such a fun quirk. And I love Steve Martin and Martin Short. (laughs) FYI, Martin Short's autobiography is phenomenal.
0: He is so amazing on the show. There's there's a really random moment where he's he's wearing these colorful clothes and a taxi stops as if it almost hit him, and he's going, "How did you miss this?" (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And the the way he says it is just so funny. I mean, it's such a simple line, but the way he delivers it is just Mm -hmm. brilliant. Exactly, exactly. I love how we're just you know pumping up the show, right? (laughs) Oh. And so I flipped my notes at the end. So if anyone has any other thoughts, questions about the book, please comment them now. I was going to say, I learned all these cool things within StreamYard that I can do. And so I wanted to see if I could utilize them. See if I got this. So as you guys figure out your comments or last minute questions, I did want to mention that the buddy read information. Let's see if this will work. Will this go? Oh, yes. Nice job. Okay, this is I, I'm I'm loving this. So I officially uploaded all of the buddy read information to the website. So there is officially a buddy reads page. So it says buddy reads underneath the chat and Cozy's link. And so it has all of the info about the library lovers mystery series. And so you guys seem to love this series. And I wanted to make sure that I answered all of your questions. So there is a link on the page in that regard. So it has answers to the dates that we're reading the titles, I'm really hoping that you guys like everything that's going on right now. Everything is organized for October in regards to having Instagram challenges. So when it comes to the Co's Mystery Book Club, I want to put the little... see, There we go. <laughs> oh, so cute. <laughs> so one of the things that I really wanted to do for the Co's Mystery Book Club was to make sure I utilized all of the different social media platforms because I know not everyone can join all of the events all the time and not everyone has capabilities for all the events. (laughs) So I wanted to make sure I was doing things across platforms and with different technology. And so this one, I'm kind of making it more Instagram-focused. So we have Cozy Corner Chats, which are the second Tuesday of the month, and those are on Twitter. And now we have this, which is hopefully be Instagram, and the live streams, which are obviously YouTube. So now hopefully this will be our Instagram component. And so what I did was I created the Instagram challenges around book two. And so if you guys like that, please let me know. If you want to help me develop the future Instagram challenges for the next books in the series, please send me your thoughts, your responses, what you like, what you hope to get out of the Buddy Reads. So I have been working really hard on this and I'm really excited to see what happens. Angela, on behalf
1: of everybody who's here, I just have to say thank you so much for all the amazing, fantastic things that you do for the Cozy Mystery Book Club. I think you are amazing. And you really brighten my day and my months because I look forward to this every month.
0: Oh, thank you. I really do love this book club so much. I get really emotional talking about it because this club has really meant a lot to me over the last couple of years. This has become my happy place. You know, Cozy Mysteries are where I go to seek positivity and laughter and enjoyment because, you know, my dissertation has been very, very difficult. And every time I go to relax, I'm like, what can I do for the Coast Mystery Book Club? You know, because every time I do something, it makes me feel better that I'm like doing something for you guys because you mean so much to me. So I've been working on 12 Days of Cozies for the longest time. What ends up happening is I'll put on something on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. And like last night, I had a Murder, She Wrote episode on. And I'm like, let me make sure I have the Instagram template look like this. So I'll have my Murder, She like, Wrote on in the background. And then I'll be working the Instagram template. And like, that makes me happy. Like, I love doing that stuff for y'all. So it is my absolute pleasure. And it just, I'm really happy that you like what I'm doing. <laughs> we love it. Love, love. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad. I really, I want to do a good job for y'all. and so. I'm really hoping the buddy read answers your prayers in the way that you wanted it to go. So if you have any thoughts about how to organize it for the future, like please let me know because I'm pretty sure everything has been organized properly for October. So come November, give me your feedback. So you guys are so sweet (laughs) as I start blushing. So yep, you guys were officially Sherlock hamsters.
2: (laughs) Sherlock hamsters, I love it.
0: And then, but when I came over here, I lost the comment section. So I'm just going back. If there was any other things you guys had questions for. People are just being like the sweetest, most wonderful. I'm oh, getting you guys are going to make me cry. I love you guys. It really is my absolute pleasure. That makes me so happy. Oh, thank, and I'm glad see Crystal. Thank you, Crystal T. Knits. You like that it's on Instagram. Okay, that makes me happy. I'm glad that that my thought process is working. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, I'm like, this makes sense to me. doesn't make sense to somebody else. That's kind 100%. of the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what we figured out, I love this. Let's see if I can do this properly. Ha ha. I made these on Procreate too. Like I really went for it when it came to making these items with the with the fonts and the colors. Like I really put in the time. So we're going to be using the hashtag Sleuthing Tuesday is for all buddy reads. Yeah, but right. for this particular buddy read, we're the Sherlock hamsters. This way, all of the it's buddy awesome. read information for the library lovers is going to be under one heading for Instagram and Twitter. And I looked into this. There's... <laughs> I don't know why, only there are two. There was one person who posted, I'm not even sure if it was a hamster. <laughs> we're going to have to look back. <laughs> there was only two posts for Sherlock Hamster, but we are hamsters, we're the sleuthers. We're a group, so there is an S on it and nobody has used this before. So we are unique in that regard. So
1: excellent. Get that. Power to the people, to the sleuthers.
0: <laughs> and then I will just mention, so if you post a photo of any of our books of the month, please let me know because I will send you a bookmark as a thank you. And obviously I fill up the envelope with other little, you know, swag and goodies because I can't help myself because I love you guys. But what I did is I also officially made a page for international sleuthers because this is just me. <laughs> US postage is going up too. So to, for international sleuthers, I made a page for y'all. So if you post a photo, I will send you the password access exclusive content as a thank you because I can't mail you anything But you will get exclusive bookmarks. I designed a lot of them and I had the best time designing them. So that is something I added. And hopefully that will be, you know, okay, because I can't mail internationally. I just can't. Unfortunately, I wish I could. I've been trying to figure out a future giveaway that would probably be a $20 Barnes and Noble gift card. That would be international. But (laughs) mailing a bookmark internationally didn't really make sense. So what I did was I created all these designs so y'all can print them out or do double-sided printing and get creative with them and mix and match. So I did add something else that's new. Always doing something new. That is so amazing, Angela. I love it. So I want to make sure I, I, again, I love y'all. So I want to make you guys know that I appreciate you. Like I want to make sure I answer, you know, if there's a need, I want to try and fill it. I felt badly that I can't do international shipping. So I was going, what can I do instead? And so I came up with, I want to say 12 different bookmark designs. So if you guys One, I will give you the password to the page and you can go in and print and get creative. And obviously, because I'm me, I also threw in an extra coloring page (laughs) because I can't help myself. (laughs) It couldn't just be be the bookmarks. There had to be another extra in there too. So great. You're amazing. (laughs) And let's see if I can do this again with the overlay. I was so proud of myself that I learned how to do this stuff. So, yay. So we have our future reads. I love that this came out the way this looks right now. So obviously today was classroom and some murder. October is One Poison Pie by Lynn Cahoon. And I'm so looking forward to this book. This has been on my to-be-read list since it came out. And I knew I knew you guys were going to want to read this book. So I put it aside and eventually it won. And I'm so glad that I get to read it for the first time with everybody. So fingers crossed that everyone loves it. I think we're going to. November is Death of a Kitchen Diva by Lee Hollis. And then December is In Peppermint Peril by Joy Avon. And that is going to be our buddy read. Excellent. Cool. Ha ha, I can still do the overlays. I i really got into this, you guys. <laughs> I'm so oh yeah, I was so that. Yeah, I was like, these are our books. So I'm hoping you guys are able to get your copies, you're able to read them, partake. Oh, and I forgot I even had this overlay for the buddy read information. I forgot I made this. <laughs> you do so much, you don't even remember all the stuff that you do. Well, I even did the little one for buddy read and then it can pop up over there too so we can find the buddy read. <laughs> As soon as I realized I could start doing this, you guys know future live streams are going to have all sorts of stuff now, right? It's better. I love it.
2: 100%.
0: I'm really, yeah. I even threw in the extras as backup for, you know, we now have Casey for future Cozy Corner Chats. And that actually actually reminds me, these are authors for October. Fantastic. So so we have four authors for the second Tuesday of the month. Second Tuesday of the month, Twitter, authors, (laughs) chat, ask them all your cozy questions. So we have four authors next time including, I was going to say, we've already read Molly Cox Bryan, So I was going to say, including one of the authors we've read for the book club. So you can hopefully ask her questions about her characters, and hopefully introduce you to some of your new favorite mystery authors. And plus, Lee Hollis, her brother and sister writing to, I'm pretty sure. So their book is on our TBR too. So you can ask them all sorts of questions about something that's coming up.
1: Awesome. That's going to be
0: great. <laughs> oh, you are very welcome for your book, Mon- <laughs> it's it's my pleasure to send them to you it was it's so funny I didn't realize again trying to figure out things as as the club progresses so I figured out that there are people who are posting the book of the month every month so if you post four months in a row you are going to get either a book a book club enamel pin and I think I only have one left here I'm gonna probably have to do another order so I was gonna see if I could hold it up but you'll get an enamel pin or a key ring keychain. So the enamel pin features Moriarty, our logo, and the keychain features Perlux. So four months in a row, extra bonus swag.
1: <laughs> Incredible. Swag kinda... of the year winner. That's you. Swag maker of the, I don't know. I'm not saying things well.
0: <laughs> well, y'all are just so great and so sweet. It's really hard not to want to go above and beyond and do extras. I even went in, this one didn't come up quite the way I wanted. It. It's going to look really big on the screen. But I did a whole new line for Zazzle with you guys wanting extra things that said Sleuther yeah. on them. So there are all sorts of extra mugs and t-shirts and stuff now. So hopefully I fulfilled that desire too.
2: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: Every time you guys ask for something, I try and answer. And then mark your calendars. The last note I have is for December 1st. I have been planning this event for the longest time. I'm like, I can't believe it's almost here. 12 Days of Cozy December 1st. It's starting. I'm so excited for 12 Days of Cozy. <laughs> I I have been working on this and I'm really excited. I just went into the author interest form. I had already had 13 authors, all of whom are very well known within the cozy mystery world. And now we're up to 25 authors partaking in the event. So things are going to get very interesting and busy and cozy. So I'm sure you guys are going to love it. I am so pumped to have this organized and be able to do it across platforms. So no matter what platform you're on, Instagram, Twitter, I have the email newsletter. We got the website with the blog posts. I'm going to have you covered. I promise. I've been working on this. I've got you. I've got it covered. You're going to be cozy Um, December 1st through 12th like you've never seen before. I promise. I am 100%
1: in. Cannot wait.
0: (laughs) So I just thought I'd mention it, but because make sure you stay on the lookout for all that information. I'm going to be revealing stuff leading up to 12 days, obviously. There's going to be all the Instagram challenges. There's going to be the author reveals so much. So just stay on the lookout. Things are coming your way and hopefully you like. Will do. (laughs) And let's see. I did have uh, one more thing that I thought you guys were going to think was cute. Where did it go? And then tonight we have the book club giveaway. So cute. So all of your comments, everybody who's commented, I will go back and you guys are entered to win this book. Awesome. I I love how these came out. I even did our thumbnail just to like put it in there at one point. (laughs) I love it. I made the background match the cover of the book. And I even have this one. I don't even know what I planned to do with this one, but I thought it was just cute. So I did it.
2: (laughs) Super cute.
0: So I'm going to have to get creative with some more of these overlays that I can do for future live streams. I really was having a good time. I told, I mentioned on Twitter that I learned how to do stuff. This was what I learned. Nice. And you're obviously very proficient because those are amazing. (laughs) I can't help myself. As soon as it comes to this book club, my heart is in it 110%. I really can't help it. As soon as it comes to Sleuthers, I'm going to learn it inside out because I'm going to do a good job for y'all. So I think that is all of my announcements, updates for tonight. If you guys had any last minute questions or thoughts, please comment now. Because otherwise, I'm pretty sure my voice is going to give out because I'm an introvert. and I'm not used to talking this long. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for letting me co-host. I had a fantastic time. So this woman is amazing. If you're not already following her on all of her social media platforms, please do so. I think I, I think they're already in the comment box, but I will add them to the comment box if they're not already there. I will add them to the comments themselves. I will post about them on Instagram and Twitter. I've been tagging her as I've been posting about this night. She is she's so amazing great. and so sweet. And I just want to give her all the shout outs and all the virtual hugs because she's been asleep there with us for a long time. And obviously based on tonight, she is sweet and eloquent and all the other positive things in the world. So thank you for joining me tonight and being my hostess
1: my pleasure totally oh
0: i really just want like virtually hug her i don't know how like you can do it I'm like, oh, i know right <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah i, I one of those like you know i know it's virtual but I'm like she's she's the friend like she's amazing i just all the shout outs and love <laughs> so thank you for joining me. and you guys are so amazing for joining tonight i think at one point we had something like 50 plus people watching wow. that might be a new record I was as soon as I saw that, my heart started being like, and I'm going, Oh, my gosh, they're they're watching, they're joining the conversation. And even right now, they're 37 of y'all. That is so incredible. Thank you for taking time out of your day to celebrate Co's Mysteries with us. That is just mind blowing to me. I'm so appreciative of you, you know, reading the book, chatting about it. I mean, thank you so much. You guys are so amazing. I really do love you guys with all my heart. It's just, you guys make me so happy. So Thank you for being here tonight. You guys are just, you guys are everything. So I'm glad you liked the book for the, for the most part. I'm glad everyone seemed to be in team Gia. I mean, I, we all seem to be on the same wavelength with that guy. Seems like he's winning. So I can't wait to see what happens next with that. And if you guys do read the next books in the series, please let me know because I want to know your thoughts. You guys are so sweet. I wasn't looking at the comments. All of a sudden they just pop up, but thank you guys so much. And please stay safe and healthy. Please keep reading cozies. And, you know, I want everything to go well for you. So please take care of yourselves. We talked about this tonight. Self-love, self-care. Do it.
1: <laughs> 100%. You guys so, all deserve it.
2: Love. Big
0: love. Yeah. I was going to say this group, we guys, we need to take care of each other. And you guys are so positive and so amazing. You deserve just all the best. So thank you for joining us tonight. I'm going to hit the end broadcast and hopefully end on a positive note. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to our book club discussion. The last Tuesday of every month is Cozy Mystery Book Club Day. Please feel free to join us live to discuss our most recent cozy read. Over on my YouTube channel, books are my heart. Heart spelled just like my last name, H-A-R-T. Until then, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the coziness. As always, happy reading, writing, and sleuthing.